snowman. I wanna build a snowman. I wanna throw and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. The flight has gone away. We used to be best buddies. And now we're not. I wish you would tell me why. Hey everybody, it's the Boy Hattie Podcast. Welcome to our Suicide Watch for Annie Maloney this week. I had a fucking nightmare week, so I'm really glad to talk to you guys about garbage. I'm Annie. These are my co-hosts, Bill Mudrin. And our special guest, Maxwell Motley. Uh, yeah, it's Maxwell Watley joining us from the UK. Little did Maxwell know that she was walking into the most fucked up episode of this podcast ever, where Annie's just, just going to shoot all of us and then leave. My mood is not so much dark as much as it is the abyss <laughs> to which there is no escape. So, yeah. What I say is you shouldn't worry. As someone who works in a basement who makes his own hours, what's the problem? Blah, blah, blah. No, I really cannot talk about why I'm upset on the podcast. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. So anyway, Maxwell, what do you do? Introduce yourself to the podcast. Well, um, so I work um, recently promoted into junior tester and support analyst, which is a really, really fancy way of saying I monitor an inbox for IT, mostly, uh, for a fruit and veg company in the UK. That's what I that do. Sounds, the way you describe it, that sounds like the most boring, useless job ever. You just sit there and wait for email to come into the inbox at a vegetable company. No, I, I don't wait. There are always emails in the inbox. <laughs> Send me three cucumbers. <laughs> no, no, I don't do the customer service stuff anymore. No, oh, I, I, know, get, I, I get all the internal ones going, oh, this isn't working. Why is it not working? Turn it off, turn it on again. So, yes, most importantly, Maxwell Motley is a sweetheart and a beloved listener. So, thus proving that if you listen to the Boy Hattie Cop podcast, statistically speaking, at some point, you will be on it. Yeah, no, one, one quarter of our listenership is on the podcast right now as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> quarter. No, we have more than we. I, we get hundreds of downloads a week. We can't pretend that we only have four listeners. That, 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 that's a slight. To, we average 150 to 200 downloads a week. That's, that's not, what I'm That is technically hundreds. <laughs> you would have, it would take several school buses to fill. To, 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 if, if we went on a boy howdy field trip with all of our listeners, we would fill that small uh, 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 Omnimax theater mm -hmm. at, at, yeah. at, at the museum, is all I'm just saying. That's correct. <laughs> uh, we have we fill a small town museum planetarium with our <laughs> listenership every week. Yeah, what's the show that everyone hates where it's old, old timey and shit like that? Wow, Bill. What? Dr. Garrison Keeler. That everyone hates and makes fun the of. Prairie Home about, Companion. Yeah, that he talks about pancake mix. We're like that, but just much, much smaller. Because he's sure. all down home. He's talking to a live audience, talking about, we're going to do a little skit about pancake mix for Except five minutes. Except we swear and talk about vaginas. So. Except we talk about trash effects instead of pancake syrup. <sighs> Did you not buy the new Tomb Raider? It's not out yet, motherfucker. No, didn't you see that they broke release uh, street date and they came? They actually, uh, it's uh, GameStop and all the other stores are starting selling it like Thursday night. 
That's very cute, but I it is not on Amazon and it's not for direct download on PS4, so I may as well not have so it. So even it then, you won't well deign yourself to go to Fred Meyer's or to a GameStop to pick it up. Bill, I swear to God, I'm just staying home, like sandwiched between flannel sheets right now. That's all I'm capable. Hey, of Hey, you were the one who was talking about how excited you are for a, a, a new Tomb Raider. <laughs> I was excited for it. Like I'm not excited for the same Maxwell. Tomb Raider I played. <laughs> Get in on this. Did you okay. buy the new Tomb Raider? Uh, well, I, I already have it on PC. Um, yeah. And, oh, uh, I see. Master Race, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I have a PlayStation 4 as well. I just I know, had it yeah. on PC. I'm not going to buy it twice. <laughs> or three That's times. Thing. Yeah. I would imagine the new, the, the was it the definitive version they keep on calling it? I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's not even as good as the PC version, right? Actually, no, oh, it's supposed I to be better. Know. Yeah, Wait, I, I, I was looking better? at. Um, I was reading something earlier today that was saying on the PlayStation 4 it's at 60 frames per second. And yeah, the yeah, well, that was the big news. That, yeah, that was the news that came out this week that everyone was flipping out about. And then, so uh, according to people, uh, the people are suspecting that uh, Square Enix decided to capitalize on that news by deciding the letting uh, stores break the street date and start selling it as soon as that news broke. Because it's it, it's not just a couple of stores that broke street date, but you can just buy it anywhere except for like online retailers, which you know they're not set up to start selling that stuff until Tuesday. So Here, supposedly you I'll could go into this. a yeah. I would not be disappointed. I'm not going to buy it myself because I can't afford to buy a game I've already purchased. But I just put it on my Amazon wish list and my birthday is in a week there we go <laughs> it looks pretty good though on the, on the playstation 4 somebody was live streaming it a couple nights ago and it looked pretty sharp oh i I'll, i'm not gonna lie i have nothing else to play i'll absolutely play that game again i really enjoy it her shirt and... gets sticky now it gets dark and sticky when it gets wet and her hair does stuff and her face still fucks me up though i don't like that face she, she I, got haven't super they did, I haven't seen this edited thing they've done to her face. I've only seen what it looked like on... They the... just kind of made it look more like a supermodel face, whereas before she had kind of like normal human being college student face, and now she's got like, you know, the, the super high cheekbones and kind of like the... So... <laughs> It's a really good impression of a hot lady. No, but watching, <laughs> no, but watching live stream again, I was like, yeah, no, this game's pretty cool. I'm not going to pay 60, bu- uh, 60 bucks to play it again, but if I found it in the street... If you found it in an internet dumpster, you wouldn't walk by. <laughs> Man, I have no idea how to use the internet dumpster when it comes to video games. If it's if it's nothing from like a console from like 15 years ago, um, which is yeah, I was actually kind of. I was kind of messing around with that kind of stuff last night because I, uh, on a whim, I don't know why I decided, suddenly decided to do this, but I wanted to see if I could get a PlayStation 4 controller to work with my new MacBook so I can use it to play Steam games. Sure. I cannot quite figure that out, uh, but it seems to work fine with uh, emulators for old uh, 8-bit and 16-bit games, though, without oh, having to do anything. You just, it just, it just, all you do is plug it in using the, you know, the USB cable, and it just, yeah. it just recognizes it in- instantly. Yeah, so, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a real reason to buy a uh, four hundred dollar brand new. Video game. <laughs> well, that is that is though like the most satisfying controller I've ever held, held in my hands in my life. Yeah, PlayStation Four, even for these like playing like eight bit uh, uh, Nintendo games, uh, that yeah. even that D pad actually worked pretty good for that. I was really surprised. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't want to get the um, uh, any of the Vita handheld thing um yeah. the grips i yeah. quite want to get them actually because i have i think i have pretty much exactly the same problem as you yeah and, uh, i i feel a bit crippled no yeah time. Um, i totally don't I see got, that yeah i only got my vita for christmas yeah. um mm-hmm. but kerry bought me uh uh liberation 
yeah. and let me play it on his Vita. And really, I was playing it for quite, you know, I, t I tend to marathon games. I tend to play them like I get, if I get really into them, I just keep playing them for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And yeah. It, I really, you know, I, I didn't feel it so bad at the time. But as soon as I came away from it, I'll put it down for a second. I said, oh, I have claws now. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is not fun at all. No, yeah. no using the um, like the, these trigger. I got the most popular one on Amazon here. I can look it up and be do a product placement thing oh, but, yeah. um, it was <laughs> only like it was like 15 bucks and it really did make the difference between my hands killing me and not so is it just yeah. the angle of how you hold it or is it just the um, like it's i have tiny hands and i've never had a problem yet but then again i've never really marathoned too much i i, I beat tearaway and i've played a, bits and pieces of other games but i've never really sat down and been like yeah like so i got I, the p no. i got the pdp ps vita trigger grips which you can get off amazon for eleven dollars and it kind of it, it it makes it so that it rests in your hand a little more easily and it extends the triggers so See, that rather being shoulder better. buttons they're true yeah. triggers okay so it's what? i mean for it's 10 25 bucks. pounds in the uk uh, <laughs> cheers uk we'll have to buy you one yeah that's wait 25 pounds 25 pounds hang on what, what? is that Hang on, I'm gonna just. Is the Vita here. some kind of like special thing in the UK where like all of its no. components <laughs> are like? That's fucking well, crazy. No, yeah, that's forty-one dollars. It's you know what? Here's the thing. Forty-one bucks for a piece of plastic you put on your Vita so it doesn't make your hands hurt. I gotta Jesus say, Christ. now that I deal with importing and exporting even a tiny bit, I'm like, fuck yeah. My my thing now is I'm like, what? How is anything ever possibly cheap? <laughs> Christ, but yeah, that's bullash shit, my friend. Yeah, no, I was talking with Bill the other day about because we have um, one of the supermarkets near me has an American aisle, like yeah. an American shelf, and oh, I was God, just yeah, listing what we had. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what, what America is represented by in this car? It's all peanut butter and chocolate. It's mostly peanut butter yeah. and chocolate flavored stuff. Which is not bad. I didn't. I keep forgetting peanut butter is like not really a, like like a foreign thing. That's kind of like American centric kind of thing. Yeah, well, you know, we we have it here. We just we don't seem to have as much peanut butter and chocolate flavored stuff as you guys do. To be fair, <laughs> it's like kind of a lifestyle here in the states. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, you know? peanut butter chocolate. Mm. <laughs> peanut butter is a way of life. <laughs> and it's like peanut butter and chocolate, specifically the combination, is like literally the phrase you use when you describe combining two things that makes it fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> peanut so, butter. You can also use it to like moisturize your hair, get gum out of your hair. It's true. <laughs> Actually, kind of lingers with a dog. It I knew you were gonna say that. I was <laughs> counting oh down. I was like, you know what? It's so sweet that Bill went to the wholesome places first. Oh. Yeah. Technically, supposedly maple syrup is supposed to work better than that, but for kind of lingers with a dog. Yeah, for, uh, <laughs> I guess it makes your labia like pancakes. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like like box of Lucky Charms is five pounds, which is about like eight dollars so yeah that's that's crazy import yay anyway so what else what else uh i did worked like 12 hour days this week so i did very little fun bonus things but i did last week on sunday i finally watched frozen finally watched frozen what you cute think? Shit. it was cute was, shit was it not the best movie you've ever seen in your whole life it was really cute. I liked that ultimately the um, romance was not uh, the focus of the thing. Wait, Helen, have you nice. seen Frozen? 
Yeah, I, I, I sort of watched, I'm sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, hell, Maxwell's got like four names that I can still <laughs> If, even uh, people listening to the po- audio portion of the podcast, you'll miss out on this. And uh, Maxwell's uh, thing on the on the Google Hangout, uh, it says Bill calls me Helen. Helen is Maxwell's uh, uh, Christian name. Maxwell is the name she earned when she killed five Nazis during the war. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Maxwell uh, is my nickname, and Motley was my surname until I got married. So now it's none of my name. But... Which is a shame because Motley's the best, you know, because like Motley it's a really fine name. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's not Motley like, it's not like... Crew. That's the no. first place you go to. Well, that yeah. seems to be the place, first place that most people who go Motley go to. Well, you <laughs> like, know, that's, that's the, the most, register. you know, as far as turns of phrase, that's the most popular turns of phrase of Motley. Motley means, you know, riotous, jumble, you know, like it's a yeah, good I word. Think, I think it's maybe it's just that I've read a lot of bullshit medieval books, but I immediately think of like a Motley jester, you know. Yep. Uh, Motley uh, in the dictionary because obviously I, if I have a name that's in the dictionary, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, right. It means <laughs> made up of different colors or kind. Yeah. Or all like the a Motley fool. Of a, yeah. Like all the, the makeup of a jester. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, Motley Crue seems to be where most people go to. Dear Lord. Anyway, <sighs> Frozen. What yes, about Frozen? Frozen wait, is so, really cute. Yeah, so Max, so Ma- wait, Max, did you see it? I saw it in an internet dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> to use your turn of phrase. Um, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not seen it in an internet dumpster and actually seen it in a reasonable quality. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, no, the internet dumpster version is, is yeah, no. Not yeah, so good. That's, I, think, yeah. I, I was unfortunately already slightly biased by all of the crap I've seen about it on Tumblr um, and everyone just bullshitting about it. This is why I hate looking at Tumblr anywhere yeah. near where something comes out because everyone's just like, oh, this is a million reasons why you should hate it. And then I'm already thinking about tum- them the entire way through. Wait, why would, why, why should people hate, tum- hate Frozen? Well, um, I've heard when people it, complain that there's no black people in there, which is fucking hilarious. It's it's a movie about like 19th century Norway. How many black people do you expect oh, to show up Bill. in that? Yo, Bill. <laughs> what? Um, there are there are indigenous people in that part of the world. As well. You know what? Bless you. I'm so grateful you're on this podcast, Max. That I don't have to have this conversation with Bill Madrid. Yeah, that they're, they're not all just white people there, and the fact that they just chose the white people as the option is, you know sort of the easy way out and i just feel like they could have they could have chosen that option and it would have been in, more interesting and the fact that all of the faces basically look the same yeah, yeah no, that's, it was a bit lazy yeah i mean you know i think i'm gonna i'm probably gonna get it on dvd because i do tend to just buy things on dvd anyway um and special features is my favorite thing ever um but yeah i think i'd enjoy it again on the second viewing uh but uh yeah, I think that I just with second viewings because it just well, that's kind of the same way with any kind of like halfway decent musical or something like that. You kind of get yeah. the both a little bit, but but yeah. I I got slightly creeped out by the snowman. I have to admit. See, Tumblr turned me against the snowman. Also, Frank Lesbiana's design of the snowman turned me against the snowman. <laughs> yeah. He but looks I like a DreamWorks really, character. I actually really liked a lot. <laughs> he was just idiot. I really liked him. I think it was just because I don't know. I think my brain was in a funny place at the time and it seemed to be having sort of an existential crisis all of the time. I saw a little bit like, like, he got freaked out because, like he points out the fact that he has no skull or bones and people <laughs> like, take that to heart. Like, it is the whole movie. <laughs> 
like whoever was like in charge of the animation crew for that character really did their fucking homework. I was I, I like I, I was watching at a clip last night and I realized when that character is happy, especially at the beginning of the movie, her happy walk is Robin Hood's strut from uh, the Disney animated Robin Hood. This kind of like stompy footed, flappy armed kind of yeah. like marching kind of thing. I was like, oh, that t- that's actually like totally an homage to uh, uh, Robin Hood, which I don't know. See, I spent the whole movie just fucking like wincing because I felt like there was this restriction to the animation like this. They weren't quite all out. They weren't all there because of the limitations of the 3d animation. Like there were like expressions that I could just see that if it was a hand drawn anime, if it was a traditionally animated film that there would have been just like a little more expression, a little more to it. Well, and... specifically the women, because the women have such rigid faces. Well, the men too. I thought there was uh, enormous yeah, but... restrictions. Oh, I did want to say this, though. My wife recognized Alan Tudyk's voice immediately. Oh, really? Like, right off. Really? You're like, without even a mo- She was like, oh, that's Wash. Like, boom. <laughs> it was amazing. And did I she... also want him to become their go-to for all old man villain voices. <laughs> that well, that's kind of what it's turning into. I mean, between Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen now, they're, they're kind of on the streak of, like, hey, we should uh, we should get Alan. He's becoming their, like, good luck charm. I was going to say, I want him to become uh, what's the name of the guy who does all the Pixar voices? Oh yeah, uh, not John. John uh, uh, yeah. Pierce. Yeah, John yeah. Ratzenberger. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I want him yeah. to become their John Ratzenberger. And be but like, uh, yeah, no, Frozen. I was really surprised. Like, like I said, as someone who I did not grow up with Disney so much, and I, I, I'm, I don't have a vested interest in, 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 in the old Disney princess movies. I was, re- I was really surprised. And, and at least, uh, what's her face is, is, is my favorite uh, Disney princess at least. Um, I I gotta admit, half the reason why I finally watched it and why I enjoyed it is that my little five-year-old, almost six-year-old bro, Noah, this is the first movie he ever saw in a theater. He went to go oh, see yeah? Frozen. Oh, and he really yeah. liked it. He loves Disney princesses, like, a lot. Like, he has a pillow that he sleeps with that's Aurora and um, uh, Snow White and I can't remember who this, Oh, and um, uh, uh, Belle or something. Like, it, this, he's, and it's pink and it's got the princesses. He loves the Disney princesses. And watching this movie, I suddenly realized... Oh my god, because he's been too young to actually sit down and watch movies. Like, we've been able to watch cartoons together. But I suddenly realized, oh my god, I can show him, like... Like, Cinderella is one of my favorite movies, and, like, I could show him Cinderella, and I could show him Snow, I like Sleeping Beauty, and I could show him Robin Hood, Sword of the in the Stone, and, like... But did any of those movies end with the princess punching out the prince at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I did really like the stealth villain in this movie. At first, I liked that there seemed to be no villain, that the conflict was genuinely just an inner conflict. I thought that yeah. was fascinating and great. Uh, and then the stealth villain, I really, really enjoyed. Enjoyed. Yeah, people yeah, pointed out this is also the first Disney movie where the uh, "Falling in Love" song also kind of doubles as the villain's song. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all about open love is an open door and how it, like yeah, it's 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 looking back. If you watch it a second time, it's a little more like oh oh that guy's oh fuck that guy especially. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. Annie, are you gonna are you going to withhold the um. I, I, extra songs from watch when you watch Beauty and the Beast and things like that because it's now the default on the DVDs. At least it is, is it? here. 
that they've added the songs back in and if you don't change the settings you get the extra songs that didn't belong in the like, original. What are the extra songs? Ooh. Just like stuff they cut out? Yeah, I presume they... they're Shapoopies. They're fully animated but uh, obviously by not the same team because they've been... Really yeah, if they cut them out, they later. got cut out for a reason. Yeah, yeah, they're so not, they're not so great. You, for those of you who are listening, the Shapoopy is a term that's used by musical nerds. There's a song in Music Man called Shapoopy that is a musical number that you can remove from the story, and it does, serves no purpose. It's just a musical number and a dance scene. That's all it is. You can remove it from the musical, and it would not affect a musical whatsoever. And in the perfect world, the songs in a musical are um, revealing some aspect of a character that... Uh, you know, could not be revealed in anything but song. And, yeah. you know, it's like, a Shapoopy is something where you can just pluck it from it, and it's fine. It doesn't it. change the content, yeah. The yeah. ones that I've seen so far are The Lion King has the song Morning Report entered back into it, which is the during the pouncing scene where um, Simba's mm-hmm. being taught how to pounce. That's right. completely kind of ruined by because there's, there's just an insert of a song there. Mm-hmm. Um, is all just flash animated? Uh, no, but I think it is sort of the computer drawing one because it looks it's it does look that's a bit not wrong, good. Yeah, because I can see it just it's not they're a little bit off model. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not great. Um, mm. in Beauty and the Beast, there's a song sung mostly by the wardrobe and the other characters called Human Again, um, mm. which is um I think it's the point when uh. Uh, the beast locks Belle in her room and says she can go ahead and starve and the wardrobe sits down on the bell, uh, on the bed with Belle and then starts singing and it just feels completely strange now. Um, there's uh, in Pocahontas they've put a song they put a song with a reprise that mm. is completely it's it's the song that's in the end credits mm. that if I never knew you and that song is played but only as a melody like you just hear the the notes right, right. Yeah, exactly yeah um, du- it's during the scene where uh, john smith is uh tied up in the tent and pocahontas goes to speak to him i've never seen and any he of says this. you know i i would have li- um I'd rather die tomorrow than live a thousand years not knowing you or something like that. And then they sing. And then later on, when he's on the boat waiting to go back to the ship, they sing again. Mm. And it's just, it's just really, really I can see odd. that ruin, ruining the pacing of the film. You know, this is one thing I've, I, it's been long enough since Disney musicals have been like a known expected thing that I've seen people complain about. Uh, they went into Frozen not expecting songs. And I've seen people complain about how Frozen, like, how it's almost like a musical. (laughs) And it's like, they don't don't understand the legacy of, like, they've grown up so long. Like, these are kids who have grown up with Pixar movies online complaining about, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, like, they don't even realize it is a musical. They just don't, like, it's so fucking weird, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that... No, I, I guess I've never really thought about that. That there are these all these new animated films, you know, that aren't Disney films, that aren't the sta- standard uh, of just breaking into song all the time. There are a lot now. The DreamWorks and everything else have. Yeah, was Tangled are... even a musical? Yeah, yeah Tangled. Tangled was a musical, no. which had a funky baseline. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> the bong, the bong goes in that song. I'm so sorry, Eddie. That was just drive you up a wall. 
it actually um, did like my sphincter snap shut and like the veins started pulsing in my head. And I was just, uh. Well, the fact that the like instead of a Beyonce song over the end credits, the fact that it's just kazoo. Of the frozen. I enjoy your joke, Bill. It's really a joke. It's quality. Uh, so we officially anyway. talked enough about Frozen. Frozen yeah. is cute. Have we <laughs> talked about like that sort of thing? I did also like the fact that reindeer doesn't talk. Oh my god, okay, I have to talk about the fucking reindeer. I <laughs> loved that fucking reindeer. I swear to god, I laughed at every single dumb reindeer joke, at every single face it made. I loved that fucking reindeer. As we're watching that movie, I started googling, like, reindeer toys. <laughs> like, I want to love that fucking... Disney always gives good horse humor. Always. Yeah. The best part of Tangled was the horse humor. And now, and like the best part of like like animal humor, like Brave, the best part of Brave was the bear humor. That shit always makes me laugh. I've lost my shit uncontrollably laughing at all those dumb reindeer jokes. I love that garbage. Like the cat behind you. I'm orange. Again, again orange for people not watching the 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 the, the, uh, the Google yeah. video, uh, yeah. both uh, Max and Annie uh, have cats stalking them in the background of What's up, the orange video. Kitten? Yeah. What's up? What's up, orange kitten? What you got to say? Wow, I love, I love the reindeer too. But yeah, so uh, Frozen, it's no Treasure Planet. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking oh, of things know. that make me insanely depressed, I was at the comic shop yesterday, and they started talking about Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Oh, no, why? What happened? I, they were being comic shop dudes and talking about that kind of stuff, and, like, I... It's funny how I only saw that movie once. I wept in the theater, by the mm-hmm. way. I actually wept because I'm a big fucking weirdo. And even now, after all these years, I can feel all of those emotions, all of that betrayal coming back. God damn it. Man, but I never if... saw that. I, I only ever watched the trailer, and it looked really cool in the trailer, but I'm guessing it's mm-hmm. not that cool. Oh, no. It is the only good, when the only good part of your movie is um, Tomb Raider. And an eye patch. And an eye patch. You fucked up. Especially, that was a great idea for a movie, and... Um, that's not even, like, anything you can even consider kind of, like, a lost classic or anything like that. That movie was just fucked up from stem to stern. Terrible writing, terrible acting, the visual effects were a mess. It just didn't, uh, you could, you could appreciate what they were trying to go for, but they just, they just fucked it up. It's not even, like, Speed Racer, where you can appreciate just what a weird idea it is. No, it's, it's just, yeah. Uh, also, Foley on Twitter suggesting that for some reason, Annie, you make me listen to Kesha. <laughs> Foley's been on a Kesha kick lately. Yeah, no, Dylan's made me. Uh, uh, my Apple TV now defaults to the Kesha uh, uh, Apple TV streaming music station. Oh, that's excellent. So uh, I is... love Kesha. So our joke with Kesha is apparently at some point in some interview, Kesha was talking about how she had sex with a ghost because she was just saying. So now every time we hear Kesha on the radio, we always change the chorus to I fucked a ghost. I fucked a ghost. I fucked a ghost. I fucked a ghost. See, I'm still coming down from my, I, 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 like, Dylan turned me on to Robin, uh, and I, her, her shit's kind of making me, I need to, like, I, well, what's a good, do you guys care about Beyonce? I want to get into Beyonce. I don't know where's a good place to get into with, my, with my, The extent of my Beyonce um, scholarship kind yeah. of starts at Single Ladies. Yeah, everyone uh, knows that. And uh, Super Bowl. Who, uh, who Runs the World. 
and see i don't even know that oh dude you gotta listen to who runs the world it's so good it's good time i'll give you a hint girls (laughs) 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 Girls i love that so much Built Did you see her Super Bowl performance last year? Where she no. just all stompy around and just like, it cracked me. It was the best. Beyonce is amazing, and I'm so glad. I usually this. hate Super Bowl bullshit, and I usually hate Super Bowl uh, performances, but man, she's like, just from that one performance alone made me a fan, and I feel like I should look. Although, as as a not girl, I don't think I could really get, get uh, the vitamins and minerals out of her music that everyone else seems to. I think you'll figure it out, Bill. No, I'm, I'm not saying I couldn't enjoy it, but like it seems to be so girl specific where I'd be like, yeah, well, that's music. Mm, yeah. Maybe I should just go back to listen to the her soundtrack. <laughs> mm. So let's let's continue on in our list of uh, uh, our agenda here, friends. Uh, so, friends, what did you watch slash consume this week? You go first, Max. Uh, well, the, my list contains things that I haven't done yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. What's on your list? My, my, uh, I don't, ha- I haven't done very much uh, of all that interest this uh, this past week. Um, I, I don't go to the cinema very often. Not very interesting. Just stay in the house. Um, but in uh, February, uh, me and my husband Kerry are going to be going to two really, really awesome concerts. Um, they're orchestral concerts. One is the Final Fantasy uh, concert, uh, where we actually really have cool. tickets to. It's a VIP ticket where we get to go backstage and meet Nobu Umatsu. And Kerry's trying to decide what he wants to get signed of his. How did, you, how did you guys swing that? Was it just something you just dropped a whole lot of money on? or Pretty much, yeah. And they sold out within like two hours, all of the tickets. So. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but Do you, is, uh... is there a specific uh, game's worth of music or a piece in particular you're hoping they'll play? Um, not especially. Um, I mean, we've got, I think we've got all of the soundtracks, um, okay. and we, uh, you know, a lot of the music we had played at our wedding actually during the ceremony. So Aww. it's a big part of our lives. Maybe, yeah, I don't know if Carrie maybe maybe the bigger Final Fantasy fan. Or... He he is generally as well. And but you know, I've he's played enough of the music that I'm quite. Um, I I really appreciate. Yeah, it's good the... music. Like I'm I'm like I like Final Fantasy, but I'm not like not enough to pay t- for money for tickets like that. But it's like mm-hmm. this. Like I I think I'm kind of like you. Where I've played Final Fantasy and I enjoy Final Fantasy. And I listen to the soundtrack, but I'm not like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm, I'm, um, I said that he, you know, it was, it's sort of his birthday on the 11th of February. So, no. um, um, I wanted to do something cool, and so we're going to do that. And it just happened that I'm going to get, I get to go too because it's mainly his present thing. So, um, there's that. And then, no. then the weekend after, which we had booked longer ago, is tickets to Pixar in concert. <laughs> so, um, we're going to be listening to the sounds of the Incredibles and things like that. Um, you all, you know, all of the stars are playing this stuff, like either this or for the Final Fantasy thing. What do I know the orchestra? Sorry, I didn't catch catch that. Yeah, I don't know if you know who was like performing this stuff because I know like London's got like fucking crazy ass orchestras. Um, I'm not sure. I think they're different orchestras for each one. Um, oh, okay, yeah. The Pixar and concert. Let me just check. Is the, the Royal Pix- Philharmonic? Um, oh, well, those guys are I fucked think. up. <laughs> uh, and the Final Fantasy. It's just Uematsu with a kazoo. <laughs> Sad kazoo. Yes. 
this one guy on stage by himself for like two hours. But if if it's just him playing the uh the chocobo theme the no, whole time, no, it's the royal though, it's worth... the royal philharmonic as well. Bless oh, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> they've got to do two two weeks in a row. It's gonna be the same people. They're gonna see your face and be like, oh, it's her again. That kid, whatever. <laughs> oh gosh, you really like the geeky shit. Jesus Christ, you don't you don't see her showing up when we're playing goddamn Shakespeare. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, those are things I'm going to be doing in February. Uh, this past week, I uh, haven't done a whole lot. Um, oh, man. Recently, I've been playing uh, Don't Starve. Um, How's it treating you? Are you starving? <laughs> I, I have starved once, and I got killed by giant bunny monsters once. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went down a hole spelunking and uh, attacked by all these things, and they I just still, killed I, me. I, I need to play that. I still haven't downloaded that yet. Are you a PS Plus member, Bill? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. That's half of everything I've got on my. Get that shit for free, Bill. I know. I I went I went ahead and actually went ahead and empowered up my PlayStation Three just so I could redeem the free offer. I didn't download the games, but I did the thing where I accepted, like I I quote unquote purchased like Bioshock Infinite and Devil May Cry. Damn, I cannot believe the games that they're giving away for free right now. Yeah, it's Bioshock Infinite, Don't Make Cry, and I can't remember any of the fucking other... Oh, Brothers of Table Two Sons. And I was like, oh, I should not have paid for that. Yeah, because I yeah. just dropped five bucks on it to, to play it on Xbox Live. Yeah, I know, I'm just being a cunt. Yeah, I, I'm actually quite interested to play that. I might check out the um, uh, the PlayStation Store, though. But um, I've, I've always been impressed, because I've been... I, I've been mostly subscribing to PlayStation rather than Xbox. I've never really had. A, I had. I think I had one year's worth of <laughs> Xbox Gold yeah, membership well, that I never really used. On, yeah, hearing about all the free stuff on PlayStation Plus is kind of what convinced mm. me to buy Vita because I kept on hearing about all the crazy free games they're distributing. And even yeah. just like last week, I downloaded like Sonic All Star Racing. Like essentially, it's Sonic Mario Kart, but it actually seems to be really fun. And that was yeah. just for free, and that just came out. And like, I'm like, oh, I'll download for free. What for shits and giggles? I'm sorry, Max, you were talking about yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to say that um, you know previously they've had Uncharted for free, and um, really? they've had yeah, um, and things like that. They're, they normally only are free for a certain amount of time. Yeah, kind of have to get in on that um, quickly because it doesn't have they don't have a date when it goes away. It just goes away. Yeah. So, you know, it's better to just go, ah, I'll get that. And then you've you know, you could redownload it, load it later. But it's, you know, getting it free when it's free. Um, but <laughs> pretty much all of those games that I've been like, oh, that's really cool. That it's free. I already have it. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, yeah. it's like it's well, great that it's free. But <laughs> that's why I was excited about Devil May Cry. Because yeah, same here. Exactly. Yeah. I was curious about it because um, it's made by Ninja Theory, who did Enslaved um, and uh, Odyssey of the West. And Enslaved is one of my favorite games of all time. I really I love just, it. I really I, love it. I love the score. I like the design. I like the uh, the characters. It's got one of my favorite opening set pieces of all time. The acting is really good. I, I'm a big fan of that kind of relationship in a game. Like I really enjoyed it. It's just one of my favorites. And I wish it was more successful so they could have done more. But um, that this was their follow-up game. I'm like, all right, you know, even though I have no interest in Devil May Cry as a, you know, property, I've never played the prior Devil May Cry games, and it doesn't look like anything interesting to me. And I'm not very good at those button mashy combo games. Mm. I'm like, I'll give this a shot when it's free because I love those guys. And I've, I may be like two levels in, <laughs> and I swear to God, this game has is such a bro game that it has made me grow a dick. <laughs> <It's not laughs> <laughs> a bro game. 
This game is a giant pulsing erection that is being slowly jerked off by a hand with black nail polish and a snake ring. Um, it is the most, and we lost a viewer, by the way, with me saying that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it is amazing. It is like the first thing that, <laughs> it is so dumb that I can't get over it. Literally, the first thing that happens is it opens and you see this sweeping shot of this world that's kind of this interesting environment. And you zoom into this tower with this giant, terrifying man who's bald and beast who's like all scarred and like burn marks and everything. It's talking on a phone and he says, Yes, yes, one trillion dollars by end of trading day on Friday, or else the collapse of the world economy will be on your shoulders. Yes, I said one trillion. Thank you, Mr. President. Click. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, the like, are you kidding me? And then he turns around and there's this woman, this, 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 like the sluttiest beast you can imagine. <laughs> and they've designed her so that she clearly is an older woman who has had lots of plastic surgery to make her so beautiful. So she's like this grotesque slut beast. And she, <laughs> she says to him something along the lines of, and this is not a direct quote, but it's also not, not a direct quote. She says, is the world your bitch now? Just like <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh my God. Does this guy, does this guy also have a wolf's head with one laser eye? <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. So that's the villain. That's the introduction of the villain. <laughs> he threatens the president and then he's standing there and it's great because he's like, yes, the world is my bitch now, slutty ho beast. And then he goes, except, and he turns and looks out the window, except that Dante is still out there. Cut to a strip club. <laughs> In this strip club, there are these women with angel wings dancing and grinding against the pole, against each other. You're from the point of view of Dante, drinking 666 whiskey right out of the bottle. Oh, and the world keeps shimmering before you, and all of a sudden these angels, or oh, are they devils? Blood dripping from their mouths. Finally, the two slut angels grind against each other, wind up in your bed, cut to a woman and her face is gently nearing your pelvis. Cut to a woman grinding against another woman and her ass is in the camera. Cut to a woman's vagina <laughs> pulsing gently towards you. Cut to it's morning. You're Dante, naked in bed. There are bras littered all over the place and on your inner arm is written a great night. Call us. I'm just like, are you kidding me? I'm serious. I, I, my balls dropped. Play. <laughs> it's amazing. None of that, by the way, is any sort of hyperbole. That is literally how the game opens, which is really alarming because I love Enslaved. And what's alarming is that Dante looks like he's Monkey's distant cousin. Yeah. And the design is sort of like they very clearly have this design aesthetic. And even though it's very different, it feels like that same world. And the camera and the the, the camera movement and the cinematography, or I should say, like literally like their their choice of composition are very reminiscent of Enslaved. So it feels like some sort of weird Enslaved <laughs> How weird was I just it need to found... skin the main guy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. How weird... By the way, monkey waking up naked in the bed, I'm down for. By the way. Oh, monkey. Weird to find out that it was it was just a puzzle game. 
<laughs> I don't even understand what that joke is. But like, <laughs> you go through this like lengthy twenty minute long cutscene, and it just turns out it's just like Doctor Mario, <laughs> or, like <laughs> like Catherine. Well, I've heard about like that that game gets really crazy too, some of the level design and, and the things it kinda does with weird meta say, stuff later on gets really nuts. I kind of enjoy I mean, even though so I kind of feel like that game sets the bar so low at the start. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> so balls out, chauvinistic, ridiculous, and you get the vibe that it kinda knows it is. Yeah. So if you just kind of drink the Kool-Aid and roll with it, it's kind of I'm, I I totally have this Stockholm syndrome thing where I just turn off the part of my brain that's a feminist and has any sort of opinions and taste, and I kind of enjoy it. No, that's fine. You'll just have to chase this with a bayonetta next. Oh yeah, no. I was gonna say that's valid. That's yeah, right. No, I'm glad to see that at least, like, you know, you have nothing to say about the gameplay or anything. Are you just running around with, like, a sword and a gun just shooting things? I mean, it's Juggling... a combo thing. I am so bad at those sorts of games. I'm I actually... sure you're playing, like, on easy mode, right? Oh, of course I am. Yeah. But I think I'm actually going to make fully play it just because I'm not – I have no brain for combos. I'm a very button-mashy person in this sort of shit. And, yeah. You know, I, I would rather – I fully having a good time with that game. Well, yeah, because Foley actually loves Tekken and, like, fighting games and that sort of yeah. stuff, and she never gets to play them, so I'm hoping that she'll... She's never played God of War or, um, uh, like, Bayonetta or any of these games that are like this. The closest she's gotten anything like this is Tekken, in the sense of that learning yeah. combos and learning weaknesses, and so I'm hoping that maybe it'll tap into some part of her. But right now, she's having trouble getting past the sheer broness. <laughs> like, really. <laughs> well, like, the gameplay in those games were, at least the first one was a was like really solid so if they just took that and just added on some extra stupid shit on top of it at least it'd still be fun just to kill monsters and stuff yeah but, yeah yeah so anyway i've been playing double may cry that's what i'm trying to say here man this week you know what i watched this week i watched master commander on blu-ray yeah as good times, man. It's been a while since I saw that, and coming so quickly off the heels of Assassin's Creed Four, man, that was good <laughs> goddamn times. I mean, great. It's a, it's 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 a different era. You you know you're you're part of the British Navy. You're not part of uh, you know pirate fleet or anything like that. But still, like they're right. singing some of the same shanties that show up in Assassin's Creed Four, and yeah. still like sailing life. And it's funny because I uh, uh you you kind of realize that the tactics tactics that they use against each other in the ship to ship combat is uh some of the co- tactics which are smart to use in Assassin's Creed with the yeah. ship, ship the ship stuff specifically this is the, this is this is actually the first thing i caught myself doing in Assassin's Creed was trying to um Use your broadside cannons to take out the enemy's rudder to keep them from yeah. being able to move too much, and then you you know sail around the side, and then you try to like lambast them uh, uh, from the side. And I was like, oh yeah, and watching Master Commander, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly how the 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 hero ship gets fucked up at the beginning of the movie, and just like I don't know, it's just just in terms of atmosphere, it was a really nice yeah. chaser to to Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Long-time listeners will know that Master and Commander is one mutually one of our collective favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it, it's 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 got the official Boy Howdy stamp of approval. That's for sure. Absolutely, I think it was in my top five, and we did the top five episode. And I think it was in your top five too, wasn't it? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it you know it's in Blu-ray. It still looks pretty. One of the funny things though, I saw when you first fire up the Blu-ray though, it lets you know that it's uh, uh it's uh compatible with D-Box. I don't know if you've ever heard what D-Box is, but it's the home theater thing where it can make your seat pivot and move side to side and, like, spray mist in your face and stuff. Oh, my gosh. What? That's a thing? How is that not just something people use 
watch porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, my God. I would buy a D-Box just for Master Commander, just so I could have, like, oh, I don't know, the smell of, like, fart, uh, pirate farts in my face or whatever the hell, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I do wish time. that done better, and so there'd be more of them. Yeah, that was my when I when I uh, was getting ready to move to Portland. One of the many reasons why I love that movie is that when I was getting ready to move to Portland, my best friend in the world as a birthday present uh, at the time took me to see that movie. It was the last thing we did together. So, and yeah. I did not. I knew nothing about that movie, and I expected nothing from it. And it totally, like, like that was one of my favorite movie-going experiences. I wish life. I'd seen that in the theater, because that is such a big-scale yeah. movie-movie. Yeah. And it's a really gorgeous-looking uh, movie. The, the only thing that uh, in HD that doesn't hold up is some of the older CGI effects. There's sure. a couple spots in the movie where it's, like, it becomes obvious, like, like the sky in a couple parts is, like, uh, computer-enhanced and stuff. But aside from that, yeah. it, it still holds up. The movie itself looks like goddamn fantastic. The movie, uh, the whole J- uh, Jonah thing never still, never stops confounding me, though. Yep. Where the movie just comes to a shuddering halt. <laughs> and for 15 minutes in the middle of the movie, it just says, you know what? Everything that's gone wrong in the, this movie is this character's fault, and when he dies, no, we're actually going to say, yeah, no, it's actually that's character fault. It, through no fault of his own. He's, he's, yeah. he's cursed. Um... Yeah. Oh, but there were dele- uh, the 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 Blu-ray has a bunch of deleted scenes, which uh, kind of makes more sense of. There's a great uh, deleted scene. It's not even deleted scene, but it's it's a medley of ship life stuff that they cut out of the movie just for pacing's sake, mm-hmm. and you just get to see more of just like 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 dudes getting tattoos and drunk yeah. and just like the life on that ship. Yeah. And it's obviously it's obvious that most of that stuff was filmed on the HMS Rose that Annie and I hung yeah. out on too. So it's always great to see more of the interior of that ship and everything. It's just yeah. like, oh, it's a good time. So, yeah. Master Commander, go see it if you haven't seen it yet, especially if you're playing Assassin's Creed Four. It's some good shit, my friends. Everyone wears silly ha- uh, silly hats and tiny little pants. Oh man, and the fighting naturalist. Such the super sad music. Yeah. All right, friends. What else do you do, Bill? I think we talked about all of our things. So, what else have you done this week, my friend? <laughs> well, according, to your notes, to according to your notes, Bill, you watched oh, American Hustle. Talking to me. I see what's going on. Oh, <laughs> American Hustle this week. Good on you. What did you think about it? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrible. It's just, it's just boring. It's not that it, I don't. This movie got like fucking what like tied with, it got some of the it's one of the most Oscar nominated films of all time now. You kind of watch it, it's like this like kooky little crime movie with everyone's gotten terrible wigs, <laughs> but it's just like what the hell? Like you get to see Amy Adams's titties falling out. You get to see Hunger Games. She rides around on a bed for five minutes for no reason, and then there's this crazy thing where she gets like she gets all hopped up on speed and does a lot of cleaning. And does this whole song and dance routine, which is, has nothing to do with the plot. She's just like, blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah, a lot of weird wigs and stuff. But So what know. you're saying is that you wish that Dave Russell instead had used that time to make the Uncharted movie with Mark Wahlberg, right? Uh, is that what he was supposed to do instead of American Hustle? Well, he was he was in the pipeline to do it, and he got so mad by the backlash that he kind of dropped it and did Silver Lang's I don't think it would have been necessarily the worst choice, but, like, I don't know. That guy's... I don't know. I, it's funny because I I loved his last movie, the 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 Silver Linings Playbook, but like even like uh, like uh what's her face, Hunger Games, 
Jennifer Even in this Lawrence. movie, she kind of comes off as just like she seems like miscast. It seems like her, her character is supposed to be like this uh, kind of like older, more should be more bitter lady, but like she's such a young kind of like her face is like a little baby chicken. It's hard to kind of take her character that seriously. And uh, yeah, it's it's about a whole bunch of people in the seventies trying to swindle each other and, and swindle the government and swindle a bunch of Arabs out of money, and it's it's not bad. It's just kind of like it just seems like a wig movie. You're just watching it just because like look, look at all these crazy wigs that we made. Everyone yeah, just Cinderella did... called it explosion at the wig wig factory. Yeah, <laughs> and the only character in that whole movie who seems to kind of like feel like he actually lives in that environment is Christian Bale. Christian Bale's kind of like the main character. He's kind of like the linchpin character. And he's the only person who kind of like wears his tacky suit and his crazy like fake hair and everything. Like, like he kind of feels like a real person in that environment. Everyone else feels like it's a school play uh, wearing like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. No, no, not the worst movie in the world, but it d- don't worry about it's going to pay to see it in theaters. Stay home. Finding it in a dumpster if you can. I'm just saying American Hustle. Bill, what would you think of 12 Years a Slave? That's actually a good movie. Yeah. Those wigs are crazy, too. What? So what you, guys, you guys need to go and find the Onions review of 12 Years a Slave because it is literally Bill Mundry. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I'm just, oh, Bill, I showed it to you. It was their film standard review of 12 Years a Slave. Do they just talk about how I love, like, I love this character from Star Trek Insurrection? It's like he confuses it with Amistad and, like, <laughs> it's kind of like that. It is another kind of like white guilt, the movie. Although, at least it's made by a black guy, so at least it's not quite so much like a white guy saying to other white people, look at what we did. Isn't it terrible once we did? But at least we got over that. Now we're good people again. Yeah. It's not quite that, man. This movie's. It's a son about the fact that it's not just about a slave, but about a free black man who's then uh, essentially shanghaied and sold into slavery is extra fucked up. And I just like it's it's the main character is Serenity, and he's really good. Um, man, yeah, it's just got oh man, it's a fucking good time. It's actually <laughs> film. It's like really pretty. Um, it's uh, like uh, the music is actually really uh, interesting. Uh, I didn't realize until the end it was actually scored by Hans Zimmer. Who's known for all his super bombastic music, but it's like kind of really nicely restrained. Michael Fassbender is an asshole. Yeah. He plays a slave master. Man, Brad Pitt shows up. He got a great wig. You know, he got great. He got a great beer. That makes man. This is not the most incisive. <laughs> Bill, it's the boy Hattie con, con podcast. No one comes to this for insight or intelligence. He shows up. He's nice. And I forget who else. Oh, uh, Paul Giamatti shows up. Which is, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Go see it. It's actually pretty good. You know what? Uh, supposedly, it's that's that movie is going against Gravity. I guess they're both tied for Oscars and stuff. Like those are the two big best picture contenders at the Oscars this year. Uh, I would actually argue that Twelve Years a Slave is a better movie than Gravity, and the fact by virtue of the fact that it's actually written well. Whereas Gravity is really pretty, but like the script's kind of it's not terrible. Uh, the script for Gravity, but it's just kind of. It's just in service for like this big, big special effects thing that Michael yeah, uh, Alphonse Cuarón wanted to do. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, no, I was actually kind of surprised by Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 so it's so easy to assume that it's uh, only getting nominations just because it's such a prestige picture kind of movie. But it's actually aside from that, like yeah, if you're just if you just rented it blindly, you'd probably be good. Yeah, like oh, this is good, but it's like man. Of course, it's fucked up and violent, and and it's funny because it takes place roughly around the same time that Django uh, Unchained took place. 
uh, not quite. Whereas Django Unchained took place like a, like just a couple of years before the Civil War. This is good, like ten years before the Civil War. But still, you kind of party kind of wishes those characters would show up and start killing all white people. <laughs> <laughs> Man, could you imagine uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor? As like, oh man, with a gun, just killing white people. That's my point. I'm sure. Right there. I'm sure Tumblr is taking care of that right now. Not even some angry, pissed off way, but just like just shooting people. <laughs> white, uh, you know what? This may just say white people deserve to die. And this really... with that, we're gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the geek weekend The bad guy from Serenity shows up and starts killing everyone in Frozen. <laughs> We're other minorities. Hey Bill, hey Bill. Hey what? Do you want Bill Snowman? I want Bill No. <laughs> I wanna I wanna eat chocolate. You know what was the first Disney princess song where she sings about being gassy? Probably. Oh, and you had asked me last week or sometime if there was a dick joke in the movie. There absolutely is a dick joke in that movie. That was amazing. In what, Frozen? In Frozen, yeah. Wait, what was the dick joke? Where he says something like, you don't even know what size feet he has. And she goes, you know, the size of feet doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Also, she does say the kingdom is in deep, 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 deep snow. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, Broken Age. Did you beat Broken Age? Nope. What? How did you? What? Because I don't. I prefer, do you miss the part where I said I've been working twelve-hour days? At yeah, my but the computer? game takes like twelve minutes to beat. I'm not gonna sit at my come home and sit at my computer anymore. I'm just so not. So we're now. This is the this is Geek Week interview where Bill yells at Annie for not breaking <laughs> uh beating breaking. What are we calling it? Broken Age. Breaking Oge. Breaking Oge. Yeah. Max, did you be breaking age? <laughs> yes, I did. Breaking eggs. That's what I'm calling now. Breaking eggs. Gonna make some. Breaking uh, uh, eggs. eggs. What? 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 What's the Adventure Time pancakes? Gotta make some pancakes. bacon pancakes. Make bacon bacon pancakes. Making bacon pancakes. Make some bacon and you put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Someone on Twitter made the bacon pancakes this week and posted photos to Twitter, and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. And they said it actually turned out pretty goddamn good, too. Have you never had bacon that. waffles before? No. What, you, you like, do you put, like, bacon in the batter? Yeah. It's really good. Fuck. Yeah. Don't yeah, give me it's ideas. It's super good. It's super good. <laughs> Fully's favorite eat... breakfast place. That's that's one of the things that they serve. Wait, what's your favorite breakfast place? Foley's bre- favorite breakfast place is called Zell's. Oh, Zell's. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's on, like, 14th and Belmont. And my favorite breakfast Portland. place is frosting out of a can with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, this is something about... we missed on the actual uh, previous section of the podcast. A uh, friend of the podcast, Dylan McConus, uh, she is uh, – she had asked me if I, she could borrow either of my old consoles, the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3. She's looking for recommendations as to games that a gamer like her might enjoy from the previous console generation. She, We talked about this. Was this in the part of the podcast that got lost to time? 
Yeah, I think so. Did we talk about this last week? Okay, maybe we already did talk about this. Because I remember we had a conversation about it, but I don't know if it was one of the eight times we tried to record a podcast and failed. Well, yeah, the last two weeks of recording a podcast, we we talked about so much stuff that got lost, it's hard to remember exactly what. But Well, Max, did, do you remember us talking about this? You may well have talked about this before. Um... It's okay. <laughs> Stop listening to the podcast weeks ago. I completely empathize. It's no, really Max, cool. if you can't memorize everything we've ever discussed in the podcast, why are you here? What is the point of me? Oh, my God. So, well, no, so Dylan, yeah, I, I was telling uh, Max about this uh, during the break. Uh, Dylan, uh, she grew up playing PC games on her parents' computer, but she, she only played, like, Monkey Island and, and a lot of the Tim Schafer uh not Double Fine stuff, but the LucasArts stuff. Yeah. But she was never really much of a console gamer, but she's looking to make herself more console literate uh, using games from the past generation. So, yeah, I went to Twitter uh, to try to get recommendations. And what would you guys recommend to somebody like her as, as, in, ter- in terms of trying to break herself into the last generation of gaming? Um, Obviously the portals. Yeah, that that was um, yeah. the first thing I wrote down, actually, yeah. And uh, I, I, I mentioned this whenever we discussed this. I don't know if it got on air a lot, but I, I really do think Fable 2. I think Fable 2 is a very accessible game. It's not difficult to play. It's got a lot of fun customization, and it what? actually has kind of a fun story and character. You think you could play it without playing Fable 1? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play Fable 1. I just went straight into Fable 2. So. Yeah, Fable yeah. 2 is fucking fantastic. times, And just even, oh man, for the characters and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fable 2 does gain some richness by having played Fable 1 and that you kind of know who, a little more who Teresa is. Yeah. And that has a little more impact, but that's pretty much it, you know? Are and you going to pick up the Fable anniversary, Annie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you, Max? Um, I don't really know. Um, I don't think I completed Fable Three. I got to the 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 end, and then not missing anything. I wasn't like nope. prepared for the rest, the actual yeah. end, and they were just like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't do this right. I wasn't mm. given any warning. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, have done so many things differently, game. and now yeah. I have like two days, but yeah. it's actually a day and a half." Ugh. God. So yeah, I just kind of at the end of that, I just kind of I don't think I've actually. No, I might, have, I might have finished it, but yeah, I was just at that point. I was just, I'm not with this game anymore. I'm not, I'm not, oh, I'm yeah, not following no, in their direction. Fable they're going. We've talked at length on this podcast about how Fable yeah. Three was a massive failure. But I'll tell yeah. you this: the reason why I'm going to buy the Fable One Anniversary Edition more than anything else is because it's a console game that I'll be able to play over the next couple months. <laughs> I mean, really, that's why yeah. I kind of want to get Tomb Raider, the definitive edition, just because, like I said, I don't want to come home and stare at my computer. I want to sit on my sofa and play a console game. And, like, right now I'm playing Devil May Cry, and I'm trying to get back into Grand Theft Auto 4, but it's not really hooking me. How far into Grand Theft Auto 4 did you get? Oh, Grand uh, Theft Auto 4? Grand Theft Auto 5? I'm at 5, whatever. <laughs> See, I don't care. That's how little... Thanks, um, for. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I did the first heist, and I'm now in like Trevor Land. And the oh, only yeah, reason why I got that. back into it is because I found this. There, there's an adorable artist I follow on Tumblr who started doing the cutest Grand Theft Auto Five fan art. That I was like, okay, you make me want to get back into this game a little bit. But yeah, man, I just can't get it up for that game, especially not after um, Saints Row goes so far out of its way to make sure you have fun yeah. in a, to a degree that Grand Theft Auto does not. But no, they have just... definitely forked off on their own separate paths of yeah. uh, doing everything to, to make sure you can have fun versus we've got this amazing story and world and characters we want you to yeah. enjoy. P.S. Dick jokes about pizza. 
Yeah. So uh, on our Google Plus Hangout, uh, Jacob actually recommends Bastion for Dylan's to playlist. Oh, okay. yeah, actually, that's a really good suggestion. Yeah, yeah. And See, that has of... amazing music. Oh, so the music for the music and art direction more than anything else, I think. And that ending. I really like that ending. Actually, yeah, somebody had recommended Braid. I'm going to cross out Braid and, and put Bastion in its place. Yeah. Those are both games, though. See, we're kind of where I stumbled. Braid is the... fucking hard, though. See, that's the thing. And I struggle with Bastion, and I'm a gamer. That's yeah. that's one of the reasons why I recommend Fable Two because I feel like Fable Two is such I mean was made to be such an accessible game that you know it's kind of hard it's a very good training wheel. Sort well, of Fable game. Two you could, you could play as a lady too if you want. But even beyond that, just from like literally no, how but I'm you just saying like, like as uh, mechanically, but I'm just saying as far as an identity thing, that's kind of nice. It's a rare console game that likes you kind of lets you play as as in terms of just like the, your character avatar. Yeah, you can play as whoever you want. Yeah, actually. Uh, are we going to make her play Mass Effect? Oh, that, that's, say, that's what I keep telling her that that ever like well we Mass Effect is the console series of the generation that also that is that that is the Master Commander of video games for the Boy Howdy podcast that does get the uh, Boy Howdy stamp of approval. See, um, I can't help knowing knowing Dylan thinking of all these things, these aspects of games that I think she would really like, even if she may not actually enjoy playing the game. Yeah. You know, it's like she's the one person where I was like, okay, I'm going to explicitly tell her to play, like, Analog to Hate Story and Hate Plus, because I know that she will, A, like the kind of story that it tells, B, enjoy the gameplay. Yeah. But, you know, that's a very specific sort of thing. It's like there are a lot of games where I'm like, but I want her to play this, but she would hate the gameplay. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 People suggested Brothers. And I was like, that game is fucked up for people to control who even know how to play games. Well, here's my counter argument. It's fucked up to people who know a very particular well, yeah, well, that's the other argument, games. exactly. If you're not used to console controls, and then yeah. it doesn't matter so much. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I thought Portal 2 or Portal 1, either of the Portal games, would be a good introduction to twin stick first person. Mm-hmm. Uh, controls because yeah. it's not very time sensitive. You can kind of like they ease you into that stuff very uh, easily. Um, so the other part of the question, I feel like there are two parts, three parts of that question. A, what do you suggest to someone who has never played a video game for all intents and purposes? Let's just console say game. who's never played a console game before. B, what games do you recommend to Dylan Makotis? That's also yeah, another thing. That's true and too, yeah. C, if the goal is that she essentially wants to become a more literate gamer, what are what is the gaming canon? Well, literacy, I the, even just for the sheer literacy, I, like I recommended Minecraft, just because he, yeah. like it's. I think if you want to be gaming literate, you have to just yeah. understand at least, even if you only play it for half an hour, Minecraft. Yeah. Mass I feel Effect. like for literacy, um, Bioshock's got to be on that list. Uh, actually, that's a good yeah. point. Uh, the first Bioshock. Uh, Skyrim and or Fallout 3, just for that open world. Yeah. Just... I would say Skyrim, as much as I love Fallout 3, do not get me wrong, I would say Skyrim more so than Fallout 3. Because people make more jokes about it. <laughs> well, honestly, yes. I feel like it's part of more of the vernacular. And well, that's the thing. Dylan think... writes for PvP now, so she has a real yeah, reason to yeah. want to try to like learn all, all. Like, yeah, I mean, she knows about all these games. It's not like she's she doesn't know about games. She knows she she knows Mass Effect from Dragon Age, so she has not put actually first person played these games herself. Yes. Yeah. I feel like Skyrim is a more successful representation of what that sort of game can be yeah. than Fallout is. I love Fallout, but Fallout is very samey and um, repetitive to a degree that 
um, visually repetitive to a degree that Skyrim is not. Skyrim is as much about the spectacle mm-hmm. and difference in that world as it is everything else. I that is that. a beautiful goddamn game. Yeah. yeah, it is just one of the most gorgeous games of the generation in a lot of ways. Also, you get to fight dragons. And you get to fight dragons! Did I tell you about my friend who played all of Skyrim without fighting a single dragon? How do you do that? When you, like, when you leave the first town in Skyrim that I can't remember now, um, you ha- it's like basically go right to fight the dragon. And he went left. And if you don't fight that first dragon, dragons do not trigger in the world. So he go, he's and he played the game to incredible completion. He got almost every single shout and like all this stuff that he just can't unlock because he never went down that route. He's probably better off because then he never got stuck with having to carry around those like fifty pound dragon bones all over the place. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't think about that because when you first emerge from the sewers, you're kind of like in the middle of the map. There's no reason why you couldn't just decide to head south rather yeah. than north. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. Um. For PlayStation 3, I was thinking, like, even, like, Doki Doki Universe, uh, which is that personality test game that just came out, which is really sure. – it's it's a video game, but it's not, like, a video game. Uh, see, sound, that like, would, see, that would satisfy the first thing is what would you suggest a person who's never played a game before. But yeah. I don't think it would necessarily satisfy the other two. It's kind of and, a lame uh, thing. Shadow of Colossus and Ico? Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely. Uh, a Flower Slash Journey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nino Kuni, which I think I don't think Dylan would really like, but I think that's just in terms of I don't know JRPG. If yeah, she has to play a JRPG that wouldn't be a bad choice. Except that it's like eighty billion hours. Well, then what yeah. the fucking JRPGs? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Costume Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bastion. She, has Monkey she played Island. the Walking Dead games? Oh wait, no, we talked about this. I she bought her the Walking zombies. Dead games on, yeah. on Mac. I gifted them to her, and she See, she started like, playing. She just got scared. She doesn't like the zombie stuff. I feel like as much there are some people in my life where I want to show them games more than I necessarily want them to play games. Yeah. Like yeah. I would almost want just Dylan to come over and have like a gaming gaming night where we play Uncharted together and we play Last of Us together and we play like enslaved together and like you should actually consider doing that sometime because i feel like there, there are some because there, there is ultimately a skill level and it's not it's just about straight up like i know this vernacular i know this language and i've been playing console games now for years and i still struggle with that so it's like there's there are a lot of games like for example bastion i would love to recommend bastion to her but i don't know if she'd actually enjoy playing it yeah. And, like, as I struggled with it, and I'm a gamer. Like, I well, know also, Bastion, who knows? Uh, Transistor's coming out this year. Transistor may be a better game to get into. You never know. There, it could be better, yeah. like, if you're going to get into, like, kind of, like, really that kind of game, with, you know, yeah. fancy music and everything. Um, but, yeah, Max, uh, apologies for having you on the podcast in one episode. <laughs> we're talking about specifically what games our one friend will like. But, <laughs> Uh, to be fair, apologies to all of our listeners. We should actually probably move on to the actual Geek Week in review. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so Paramount has announced that Anchorman 2 will be the last movie they ship on 35mm film. Yeah, I think this is the first example of a major Hollywood studio announcing that they are no longer going to produce uh, film. Wow. Uh, film films. Films on film. You know what's interesting about this, more so than anything else, as much as, as a as a movie nerd, it does make me sad because you know, there's... The, what, it's the last movie is Anchorman 2. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but 
as much as anything else, this breaks my heart because this is going to kill the economy of second-run theaters. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's a good point. Yeah. The 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 infrastructure of second run theaters. It's the idea that these movies that are on this thirty five millimeter become less expensive to acquire once you know the main theaters aren't using them anymore. It's this physical thing that exists. So you may as well just give it to you know pretty much give it away to the second run theater and they can screen it for a dollar. Yeah. Like my fa- the, the Academy Theater, which is one of my favorite second run theaters in Portland, has had an Indiegogo campaign going for months now, trying to. Um, raise money to convert their cam- uh, their uh, film uh, their film projectors to digital because if they don't they're not going to be able to be in business like How fundamentally did the Baghdad do that without having to resort to a similar thing the local movie theater literally like down the street from us just did just it was a second run theater that just converted to a first run digital theater well i think a that's telling of the like the nature of the of the like being a movie theater now that that seems like a viable option and b they've got the mcminimins empire behind them dude they're not the academy theater is a theater run by a dude the baghdad is part one of like 25 properties owned by the mcminimum brothers yeah that's a good point they've got the the cachet and the cash to do that so but yeah all those tiny little smaller run theaters this i mean when when 35 millimeter is gone for a lot of them it, it is not inexpensive to switch over to a digital projection system the bag or the academy theater was they have three theaters and they had to raise $70,000 to convert. Mm. I think they got maybe 35000 So Is you know. a digital projection, is that even involved a projector at that point? Because you think you're just essentially – no, it's not just watching no. a giant <laughs> yeah. TV. Cause it's not a giant TV. <laughs> I was listening to – oh, uh, this is this, this supposedly uh, cutting – this is supposedly, supposedly one of the new technologies in film – or in, in television technology that's rolling down, uh, beyond 4K television, it's going to be television that's not uh, television that is not no longer pixel based. Hmm. Um, one of the one of the reasons why supposedly even uh, films that are like shown at 1080p, which is the same resolution that you can watch movies on your TV at home, one of the uh, reasons they look better in movie theaters, even di- digital projection movie theaters, because you're not watching on a display that is pixel based. Right. And your eye can still like subtly pick out the fact that you like you, that image yeah. is broken up into a bunch of cubes. Yeah. Uh, it's TVs that are trying to uh, replicate the non-pixel based nature of uh, movie theater projection, so it's a more mm. organic image. And supposedly this is like even supposed to be the technology that's even better than the 4K te- technology that uh, uh, TV producers are, are, are trying to shove down everyone's throats right now. Interesting. Huh. Uh, but that, that that was just the vaguest explanation I heard about it, so I have a hard time <laughs> explaining it myself. But that kind, well, kind of does sort make... of like the, the retina screens on the iPhones and things where I the guess pixels so, are so where small it's... you can't see them kind of but thing. But yeah, there's something about how these screens would no longer be based off of a grid-based... Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how they would... Uh, uh, show an image, but I don't know. Kind of, Science. Interessante. Yeah, we're all dummies. So who the fuck? <laughs> Science. Science. <laughs> exactly. You know what? You know what? It's funny because like it's it's funny that like te- technology has to work so hard to replicate the most uh, high definition uh, picture of all, which is fucking film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Working this hard to try to get rid of pixels, which the smallest pixel is a grain of 
uh, film. I mean, that's really yeah. like that's smaller than any yeah. pixel is, and it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of ridiculous. Crazy anyway, nuts. Uh, Quentin Tarantino shelved his next movie, The Hateful Eight, when the script got leaked all over Hollywood. He lost his shit, man. He got pissed. I would too. His his thing was that he sent the script to six people. Three actors involved, one producer that he named, one unnamed agent, and, like, one other person. And from those six people, it got leaked. And he's like, if I can't trust these people, then why the fuck am I making this movie? And he flipped his biscuit and called it. Poor Quentin. It's almost like Quentin is a very emotional man. (laughs) (laughs) But this is going to be his Western, right? Everyone's blaming Bruce Dern's agents now. Oh, yeah? Did you see what the like the actual details of this Western were supposed to be? No, I just saw the. the it was deadly. it was going to be shot in seventy. Yeah, it was going to be shot in seventy millimeter. Except supposedly, according to the people who have read the script, it, almost the entire movie was going to take place inside two interior sets. Because <laughs> it was about yeah, it was supposed to be about a couple like bounty hunters that get snowed in with a bunch of other crazy people in some kind of saloon or something like that. That sounds amazing, actually. And so it was going to be, like, instead of, like, big gunfights and stuff like that, it was just going to be, like, a, like a two-hour talk fest, but filmed, like, a big, like, big grand vistas of these people's faces and stuff in 70 millimeter. Oh, man. Like, it just sounds like this really kind of weird, like, I don't know if you'd call it experimental, but it was supposed to be just another Quentin Tarantino whack job crazy idea for a movie. That but... sounds badass, though. <laughs> Yeah. Um, man, I'm just reading about this now, and actually, apparently, he gave it to three people. Oh, I so read it's that narrowed he... down even further. Oh yeah, no, because he gave it to Tim Roth, and for some reason, he's convinced that Tim Roth didn't do it. So it boils down to Michael Madsen, who played Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs, or you know, who's who's the guy who gives away his his uh, samurai sword in Kill Bill Part Two. Uh... I can't remember Bill's brother's name. It kills uh, Larry. Well, he, it, sa- it says that he gave it to he gave it to Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern, and Tim Roth. Yeah. And the one he knows that didn't do it is Tim Roth. One of the other two did it, basically. You know, because Tim Roth's agent, the brain. And their agent like leaked yeah. it. Yeah, I love Tim Roth. He's great. So, <laughs> so well, I'm I'm assuming it's Michael Madsen because what the fuck is Michael Madsen doing these days? Valid. Uh, anyway. I'm sad that that a that motorcycle just drove by really loud. What? Is Tino gonna do another World War II movie, Killer Crow, where it's gonna be like he? I, that's the thing with Tarantino. He always announces he's gonna do these movies anyway, and he just never does. Them. Isn't he supposed to be getting ready to do like the Kim, like the two Kill Bill sequels about Nikki Graham? Yeah. yeah anytime about the soon. Because yeah. it's been a decade since Kill Bill, so he should be starting to think about that too. And he was talking about that for God knows how long. Yeah. And he yeah, was talking it's... about making it an anime. Dude likes to talk about shit. He like, well, I can't blame him. He's trying to build up buzz so he can actually get the money to do I, it. Well, I think he, I don't think he's just bullshitting too. I think he's got no. genuine ideas. Yeah. He's not like Kevin Smith. <laughs> Let's Fucking not Kevin. even go down that road. Did you road. see? Hey. Did you see Rosario Dawson? Moving on. Supposed to be in the next uh, Clerks three that's supposed to be filming this year. She was the best part of Clerks two. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm hoping Clerks three is just her going out and running errands, <laughs> just her picking up the sh- just going shopping. And Kevin Smith 
is a train wreck of a human being who's done some good things, but mostly he's a train wreck. And I gotta say, in uh, Clerks 2, the musical number set to ABC is one of my favorite moments in film. Just because it's like, just you, it's just trying to get you to fall, and successfully, getting you to fall in love with Rosario Dawson, which yeah. is. So, so you, you can get ready to see her beat to death by Tracy Toms and Race. So. Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. Uh, no, well, now she can. Now that ten years later, she can dance to uh, dance to Beyonce. That's right. Okay, we're gonna move on and get this shit done. So I can go lay down. <laughs> and he's gotta go sandwich poop. between two flannel sheets and cry. Candy Crush Maker King dot com went litigation crazy. Litigation even. I was gonna litigious. say litigious, and it came out litigation. So anyway, yeah, they sued everybody. They lost their goddamn minds. And then they got pegged by another studio who it seemed that they ripped the, the king.com had ripped off their game. Kind of like a kind of like a weird Pac-Man kind of clone. It's almost not even worth talking about it because uh, so many people uh, spent so much time online this week flipping out about the whole Candy Crush thing. Yeah. But the only thing that sucks is that they went after it. Did they go after Banner Saga? Yeah, because it has the yeah, name uh, Saga. <laughs> God, it's Edge all over again. Well, I'll say this. That sucks because Banner Saga looks beautiful. Edge is on my Steam wish list. Hey, everybody, my birthday is coming up in a week. Everybody. <laughs> Do you want to play that? Banner Saga? Okay, here's the thing. I suck at tactics and strategy games, but it looks so achingly beautiful. Well, here's hoping Fire Emblem kind of like got you, got kind of trained up your uh, your uh, tactical muscles no, a little bit. I still suck. But I want to play it. <laughs> oh, did you be far? Like, how far are you in Fire Emblem right now? I'm still on Chapter 13 because I'm grinding. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, not that it should be that hard to, like, plow through the end on easy and stuff, but yeah. yeah. Are you grinding on those DLC stages that I downloaded? A little bit. I'm mostly using Reeking Boxes to summon Risen so I can beat up on them. No, that's a good idea. Okay. So anyway, uh, moving on. Nintendo had a terrible Christmas and is on track to be losing money for the third year in a row. Yeah, they're going to be having an investor meeting this Thursday where uh, they said they're going to talk about how uh, this Thursday they're going to be talking about short and midterm changes to their business practice. No one knows what that means. Uh, but sounds like there some kind of changes is, is coming for them about how they I like some people are expecting that they're going to exit the console business. Some people are expecting they're just going to come out and announce Super Mario Brothers 3 is coming out for virtual console and that'll try to fix everything. Who knows what the hell's going to happen. I, mean, I wonder if they're not going to... This means quick. Like, what can they do quickly? That means what uh, can they... I wonder if, uh, just for the Wii U, if they may not uh, announce that the Wii U, they're just going to make the uh, game uh, no, no, gamepad uh, an optional thing so they can at yeah. least lower the price uh, more. Oh, did you see the thing, too, that supposedly... Um, Watch Dogs for the Wii U looks like it may be canceled. Well, they came out. Uh, that's a, it turned out to be bunk. Cause I don't GameStop... know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what that game. They, 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 we kind of went through this last year with uh, Raymond Legends being delayed. And Ubisoft yeah. was for a while saying, oh, no, it's not delayed. And they came out like a week later. Yeah, it's delayed. Yeah. It's cool. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was the well, Wii U, too. So. To be fair, it is already delayed. It's just delaying it a little bit further. Yeah, which is a shame because Watch Dogs on the Wii U would actually be great with that uh, uh, extra touch screen, like to do like. Yeah. Assuming that the hacking stuff is going to be a big part of that game, if you had like hacking mini games on the separate screen, that would be really cool. Yeah. But now, yeah, anyway. 
Is that a game you guys are interested in? Just because it's a next gen. Yeah. yeah. Why it's also on my Amazon <laughs> wish list, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was actually in my pre-order for the PlayStation 4, which we oh, had yeah. to very hurriedly change when they went. Oh no, you can't have it. Sorry. Oh um, no. So I got uh, the one that came with um, Killzone, which I still haven't played. It's just there in its box, untouched. Um, I have played the previous Killzones um, with Carrie, mostly because they are like they do co-op-y stuff. Yeah. Which most things don't let me, because yeah, the man. game consoles don't want you to have real-life friends. That's the truth. Couch <laughs> co-op, I will play the shittiest games if I can play them with my wife. I've them, learned this again them. and again. Do you I guys have two... Um, Resistance, Fall of Man. Ooh, um, see, I played hilarious. First Crusade, which was a budget title about <laughs> it was basically a Devil May Cry ripoff set in the Crusades of the Knights Templar. So it was Annie Bait. Anyway, Annie I played Mother. that because that had couch co-op. I played some of Fuse. I actually went now that Fuse is probably cheaper. I should go back and buy it again. Um, it had a really I, Fuse got on my radar because it was originally called something else, and it had a really cute, cartoony kind of aesthetic. Mm. And then they rebooted it and made it more gritty. But the couch co-op was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so recommend that one. Though I only played the demo, the wife and I right. had a lot of fun with it. So. But yeah, I played um, right back ages ago. I played Resistance: Fall of Man uh, mm-hmm. on PlayStation Three. And um, if you're player two, you play as a black guy who then doesn't turn up in any of the cutscenes. <laughs> It's like, so this one guy by himself. No, you're not by yourself. <laughs> I, mean, I, I killed those things too. Uh, I killed that bus too. No, not in the cutscene. Hey, scenes. you know, I would rather have co-op that is ignored in the cutscene than no co-op whatsoever. Yeah. But, but yeah. I, th- I think the argument is partially that uh, generating the second screen, it takes too much out of it, and they'd have really? to lower the quality in order to have the, bas- the game basically running twice. But yeah. You know, I, I grew up with uh, my siblings playing Mario Kart on a 13-inch yeah. screen yeah. split four ways. So each yep. one is like this big and you're not even yep. sure who's who anymore. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's, I don't think that's an issue. I think people would be fine with the drop in quality as long as they were expecting it. If you could exactly. just play with other people who actually like are there physically. <laughs> Man. <coughs> Sorry. I got all choked up. <laughs> Too many feels. Sure I'm sure we talked about this in the podcast. <clears throat> but a few weeks ago, um, I suddenly remembered that um, Crash Team Racing was available on the PS3 for download. And really? I your love for this game. I met, well, it was like so when I owned when I, we got a PlayStation One. Um, my sister and I played that game all the time together. We have played it all the time together, so I have a lot of fond memories. And my dear friend Conley also played it a lot as a young person. Yeah, I think, so, you, did, I think you did mention um, uh, on the previous podcast, and then Foley like wiped all of you. Well, it was funny <laughs> because she wasn't doing so because she was the only one of the four of us who had never played it before. And yeah, then in the last round, she beat our asses. She came from <laughs> behind. It was amazing. But you know what? That is a game that had it been just like, oh, well, no, I can tell you for a fact, 
The single player I barely touched. If it were a multiplayer game online, I would never have touched it. But for being able to sit in a room with four of my dear friends, or three of my dear friends, and shout swears at them and play yeah. with them, it was amazing. It was yeah. so good. There's one game, um, I think it was actually one of the Pokemon Stadium games that uh -huh. has mini games. And my uh, the game was mine, but my sister's friends were completely obsessed with this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they would call it Egg <laughs> because because there was a chancy mini game where you had to catch the egg in the pouch and yeah. just jumping from side to side. And they're all really basic mini games that don't require much, you know, that either directions or press this button to do something or timing. Yeah and stuff like that and it just varies from one to the other um and so they'd her friends would come around and they're like i want to play egg and so like there'd be four of them just playing these mini games and like they the mini games were an aside of the main right. game yeah. they weren't the point you know they were completely you know they were not the point but they would play this for hours at yeah. just the mini games yeah. and you know there's clearly a like there clearly is a market for that sort of thing of a game that is just couch mini mini game kind yeah. of multiplayer stuff but it's sad because when you think about the market share because at the end of the day it boils down to market share that mm. the market share for for people who are sitting alone on their sofa playing yeah. a game online is so much larger than someone like pl sitting on the sofa with a loved one and playing offline together, it, which is so much larger than the, the the group of people who are playing with four people in a room together. I get yeah. it, but it still breaks my heart because the way that I tricked my wife into liking video games was Mass Effect and Fable mm. 2. Those are the two yeah. games that I used to trick my wife. And Fable 2, it was because we could do a couch co-op. And it changed our lives. And it makes me so sad that that's not a priority, even though I understand from a fiscal perspective why yeah. it's not anyone's priority. Ah, <sighs> oh, dear. But, yeah, I've actually got two PlayStation 4s for this reason. So oh, that really? I can Yes. We had two <laughs> PlayStation 3s, and we sold one of them. Uh, and uh, so now we have two PlayStation 4s. And one you of guys have two toilets, too? <laughs> no, our flat is tiny. Each other. We have two toilets, so by the way, and we have oh talked more than once about drilling a hole between the walls so we can hold your hands <laughs> while we're pooping. Uh, you know, it's funny you should say that because my wife and I, our intention from the start was to buy two Xbox 360s so we could play multiplayer games together. Mm. That's why originally our Xbox Live tag was one mic, two mic. The idea was eventually her, the other console's gaming tag was going to be red mic, blue mic. And we were going to be like, so we'd be able to play games online together. And when we realized for various reasons that we weren't going to do that, we changed our name. But like now, even now, when with the PS4, I've been more than once. I've been like, well, I don't necessarily want to play any of these games online, like the multiplayer shit on like Call of Duty or Battlefield. I would never want to play online with strangers, but I would totally yeah. play with my wife. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things which is um, what I've really enjoyed um, getting into PC gaming and playing on Steam is that I have a lot of other friends who do the same. Um, yeah. So um, when I was uh, when I was off work for two months a couple of years ago when I was sick. Um, I actually joined a clan for Left 4 Dead 2 and yeah. we just played with people. We like, you know, it was a really sort of low key thing. Everyone was, you know, 
nobody would rage quit nobody would be yelling at you you know everyone was just really kind of calm about it and we did some like speed runs and things like that and that was really cool and i've just sort of built up a bunch of friends now who yeah. i know play at certain certain kinds of games so we would just go play them together and then you yeah. know if for some reason some online person came and like uh, i played not that long ago a couple of months ago having not played for a while um and this um because there was a space left on the team and it was generally on you know it was just a, an open thing it wasn't a locked uh game some randomer just dropped in on the game and because you know i'm a bit rusty and everything and i'm definitely not the best gamer um they were like this person was they wouldn't talk but they were text yelling at me and oh. like and at one point they actually did because you can um you can do things like you can petition to kick people right you can like you can select kick this you know click, kick this person and people have to vote on it um and because i knew the other people there they are all obviously voted not to kick me but this person had like triggered the vote to kick maxwellian and i was like mm. you fucker and um yeah and then just they, they just voted no and then turned around and kicked him out because it's just like you know no i'm sorry it's this is not you've come to the wrong party you know this is not a place where you just randomly kick people if they're not quite as good as you expect them to be yeah well the best sort of online games are ones where you build a community and it becomes as much about the community as it does about the game yeah i mean that's actually um one thing that i'm i'm sort sort of getting into at the moment but obviously the game doesn't actually exist yet is star citizen um myself and carrie uh carrie actually found out about this initially uh star citizen it's um this um game where you have uh your own ships and it's got like like an uh internal world uh e-commerce and you get you can fight these baddies and stuff um and there's lots of like actual flying of ships with joysticks and stuff that you can do and it's actually done incredibly well um they're they're still funding it, but they fund. Then it's not on an Indiegogo. It's not on Kickstarter or anything. They've been doing it like all themselves, pretty much, um, and they're still getting funding. I think they've hit over three million or something like that, um, and they are getting. They're at the rate of like uh, fifty thousand a day, at the Ooh. moment. Is that they're still getting, um, and this game's probably not even going to come out for another year. And this has been going for a while, um, but uh, they, with um, we've created this um, organisation. They've just uh, got organisations, and Kerry's invited me to his, and it's a Bitsec organisation, um, and uh, it's just you know bring, building up this community like almost before the game is there. So yeah. I, 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 it's you know the same with like my friends who we've all gone and then gotten the same game and then played that together. Yeah having a bunch of people who are like-minded like have the same you know abilities and consoles and things like that right. and, yeah. uh, you know just bringing them all together before you play the game and you already establish you already know each other things like See, that that's really nice yeah yeah that it's like i've i don't think i've ever i think maybe once or twice with um the assassins the first assassin's creed i think it was the brotherhood one that has the multiplayer the first one that has multiplayer yeah i played some of that right, yeah online um in public forum but that's probably one of the only games that i've ever done the public forum gaming and it's one of the reasons that i've never really wanted to have the xbox subscription is because is because i don't like playing with strangers because i'm not amazing and i don't want to get hate on me from like 12 year old boys who have nothing else to do all day who perfect their skills at the game it's like yeah if i come home from work and i spend a couple of hours on a game i don't want 
to get shit from random yeah. people who don't yeah. know me or anything. I just, I want to have fun. And why they just, uh, when they get too into these things. And Have you guys heard about Rust and, and or Daisy? Um, I know Daisy. I don't really I, know very much about Rust. Yeah, I'm I'm more versed in Daisy than I am Rust. And yeah. what I know of them means I will never play them. Well, <laughs> Daisy's about zombies and stuff, right? Yes. Well, it's about being a survivor. Yeah, exactly. And it's else. more about the social interactions between the survivors where people... Like, you can force other people to drink bleach. What? And do all kinds of crazy shit. Like, Again, like, like, never going to play Daisy. <laughs> like, like the idea, like, on a server, everyone gets divvied up, and in order to survive, you're kind of encouraged to, like, form a roving pack with other people. Yeah. And so if you have, do you have different roving bands? And it's not like, you know, it's not like competitive multiplayer where it's a Halo where there's points or anything like that. You're just simply trying to survive and collect yeah. resources. And I guess this game, Rust, which is, uh, I think Daisy is a PC exclusive, but I saw that this Rust game is actually out for the Mac right now. This is another, I don't think it's post-apocalyptic, but uh, you are just kind of like running around uh, the woods trying to uh, gather cloth, food, and wood, according to Wikipedia. Uh, just trying to survive, and supposedly it's another thing where it's kind of multiplayer where people are banding together. Uh, supposedly it sounds like Rust is a little bit like DayZ, but instead of like, uh, uh, it, it's more about survival uh, stuff. It takes a little more from uh, more from Minecraft in terms of like you're crafting things to survive. It's almost, almost like a first person uh, don't starve. I was going to say, it sounds like don't starve, but with multiplayer. <laughs> but if you do that with multiplayer, that, and that, if that's Mac, that may actually be kind of fun to play. Man, that appeals to me not at all. <laughs> really? Why? Um, I don't like relying on other people in games. I don't like games that are hard. I just want to totally game... help you. I will. I will build no. you a splint, and then I will push you in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I like games as as we will all have explored at length over more than a hundred <laughs> fucking episodes of this bullshit <laughs> podcast. I like games as an exploration of character and story, and the idea of player-driven story is not unappealing, but is really not super appealing either. And like the yeah, idea just, of playing with yeah. randos is literally the least. Appealing. See, I love exploring yeah. weird mechanics of games, especially anything that puts you in, it lets you do stuff that you would ever never either want to or could do in real life. Like yeah. trying to survive a zombie apocalypse where you're trying to get band together with other people. That's, that's a great idea for a game. See, I would be into that if they were if I had a crew of like-minded people that I played with. Are we not like-minded? No, motherfucker. We're not. <laughs> I may be, but I'm in a so yeah, I know, exactly. time zone. <laughs> it doesn't work. God damn it. Uh, like, I would totally play one of those games if like, I could guarantee that I had a crew of people that would actually straight up balls to the wall roleplay it. Where it's like we are, we all have names and backgrounds, and we approach it from a character perspective, and full on commit to the role playing aspect, and then all the game mechanics just add this randomization to that role playing mechanic. I'd be down for that, but the chances of me finding that would be one in a billion. Because most of the time that I'd roll into a server, it would be some fucking asshole being a prick. And and I would never and then I would just quit and never play the game again. 
Yeah. <laughs> Was that a cat butt that just went past yes, the camera? Yes, it's a cat butt. It's my cat. She's on my desk, so you can just see her tail in this. <laughs> well, question mark. Say hi, anyway, What that has to do with Nintendo posting its third loss of the year in a row? Who knows? <laughs> we but... yeah! run away from hey, that. Dot dot dot. review, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as we mentioned before and discussed before, Tomb Raider remake is 60 frames per second on the PS4. 30 frames per second on the PS. Yeah, blue, 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 blue. Let's start again. Xbox One. <laughs> Xbox One not as good as PS4 Blue. Yes, you too now can watch your Japanese friend turn into the vessel for a dead Japanese goddess at 60 frames per second rather than measly plebeian 30 frames. Spoilers. That was a fun game. What? Yeah, like I said, watching the live streams on again, I was like, man, they had a good time playing that game, especially the bow and arrow stuff. I would shoot the hell out of a bunch of dudes' bows and arrows again with that game. I would gladly accept someone buying that off of my wish list on Amazon. <laughs> she said again, pointedly. I'm turning to 30. the two no, people <laughs> listening or watching anyway, this. Yeah. Hey, both of you guys, do you have like uh, 30 bucks a piece? Do you want to pull that shit? Uh, guys, you're going to buy anything for uh, get her a 3DS just to drive her crazy. I have a 3DS. I have two 3DSs. <laughs> I have yours and I have mine. You're okay. Yeah, burp, 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 burp. Uh, buy and, any of the Last of Us DLC. Oh, yeah. So, the Last of Us DLC will be out on Valentine's Day. They also confirmed that this will be the first and only DLC for Last of Us. I've heard people story. No, it'll be that... the first and only story. That's DLC. what I just said. Oh, Thank sorry. You, Max. Oh, well, oh my god, I can't hear over my cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've heard people insinuate <laughs> that uh, this, this is going to be a lesbian love story. If you've read the comic, probably not. Whoa. The comic is a prequel, in effect, to the DLC. I highly recommend it in general because it's What's the name of the comic? uh, American Dreams, Last of Us American Dreams, published by Dark Horse Comics. Are you fishing for a gift? Neil Druckmann. Actually, I already own all the issues. They don't own the trade paperback. I should add it to my wish list. Thanks, Phil. Uh, last of us, American. <laughs> yeah, make sure you, that it's not too wanted. Like you have to you put the, attach that level on your wish list of like what? how desired is it? Level two versus level. Three? I have to be coy. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, no, anyway. Last of Us. I'm kind of glad that it's only getting one chunk of DLC, so at least it'll be over and done with without having to worry about, like, oh no, there's going to be. We got another one coming in, in, in October that's going to get delayed until next March. Uh, we still have no Fuck idea when the. You. No, I'm still pissed off. What's the What's the Bioshock Infinite DLC coming out? Oh my God, you guys, you guys, and your get it out tomorrow. Bill, how long did your fucking Bayou Tapestry Doctor Who thing take you? Uh, it took me a month. Uh-huh. I got it done and I got it shipped. <laughs> yeah, it's done. But you're one man, and that took you a month. Now make that a fucking triple A DLC for you know a video what I'm game. I'm not doing is sending out a subpar print and then uh, asking people to pay more for more of the print and actually having more of that print not be very good and people waiting for the second half of that extra part of the print to justify uh, paying 20 bucks for the first part of the extra part of that print. Hey, Bill. (laughs) Bill, when was the last time you had a collaborative process with someone else that went easily and on time? Uh, never. (laughs) Yeah! <laughs> Motherfucker! God damn it! I'm only particularly bitter about this because I've been trying to launch this one product at work that we 
we thought would launch in November. Oh, it's wow. now January, and it will maybe launch in March if I'm lucky. So this is your Bioshock Infinite, is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm just saying, I got a lot of sympathy for people who are trying to make shit right now. I'm just saying. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, the UK release date of the Lego movie is Valentine's Day as well. That's yeah. coming out soon? You, yeah. What is that question mark, Phil? <laughs> you put this on the show notes, No, actually, I did. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, I think it's coming out the 7th of February in America, and it's coming out on Valentine's Day for us here. Oh, good. Okay. The reason why the listeners at home should give a shit about the Lego movie is that it's made by uh, Lord and Miller, who made the surprisingly great uh, Cloud with the Chance of Meatballs and the empirically amazing Clone High and the apparently surprisingly good 21 Jump Street. These guys are menches among creators. They know what they're doing. And they make good shit. So as much as this like sounds like the Lego movie, it sounds dumb. But no, they were the dudes who were like, you know what? We need to have Superman and Batman as Legos in this movie. And we're going to have them voiced by Channing Tatum and Will Arnett. Anyone uh, who says Will Arnett should be Batman gets my vote. there any chances that there's going to be a good bedroom eyes in this Lego movie? <laughs> I don't know. There is a Wonder Woman as well. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, an alternative <laughs> cover for IDW's Powerpuff Girls comic got yanked when people complained that it was too sexy. Much like people complained about the Boy Hattie podcast, it is too sexy. <laughs> it is true. Well, we did record three episodes in a row uh, wearing skin tight rubber. That's right. <laughs> so all you can hear was a squeak, squeak, on the squeak. internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. No. So I guess they hired. Uh. From the name, it sounded like she may have been a, a Korean artist who's known for like a lot of pinup work. Uh. She did a version of the Powerpuff Girls that was actually I guessed in. I guess somebody had created either a manga or an anime of the Powerpuff Girls, where it's the Powerpuff Girls when they're in their teens and they're like mech pilots or some shit like that. And so this uh, girl, she based her pinup, uh, this alternate cover for uh, this Powerpuff Girls comic off of that older version of the Powerpuff Girls, and it's, like, realistically painted, like, teen girls kind of done up. They are kind of, like, supposed to be sexy and stuff. It is admittedly weird for a Powerpuff Girls comic to have, like... an alt cover. Yeah, it's an alt cover, but, yeah, uh, IDW did uh, pull it uh, eventually when when people enough people complained. But, yeah, Powerpuff Girls and sexy should never really be in the same sense. For a minute there, I thought this was a message about the Powerpuff Girls CGI special that just came out. No, oh, I I thought... I'm sure the comic's being released to uh, to cash in on that, but yeah. Yeah, I did not watch the Powerpuff Girls CGI special, but I feel guilt about it because I'm sure we talked about this in the podcast. Why? The dude who was like the director of that and the art director on top of that uh, saved my tweet where I was complaining about how the least necessary thing in the world is a CGI Powerpuff Girls special. So I feel personal guilt about being an asshole on the internet complaining about So this is not, I didn't realize it was going to be CGI in that, what, it's like three-dimensional? I actually have to admit it looks kind of amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it's it not does. done by the guy who created the Powerpuff Girls, though, right? No, Craig McCracken is not involved, nor is Lauren Faust, who was one of the writers of the Powerpuff Girls. 
titles. So oh, that's not good. But no, it's actually apparently really good. And I will admit the screenshots I saw were beautiful. I felt like an asshole because Bill, I know you're incredibly behind on Adventure Time, but have you seen the CGI the the CGI episode of Adventure Time? I had no idea there was a CGI episode. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it is beautiful. It is fantastic. And I felt really bad watching that. I was like, oh It does have the best quote in an animated thing about animation. Which is? Which is the whole like there's the whole bit where um uh Finn is he's like, Man, animation is really like boring and hard. Why would anyone do this? And he punches <laughs> himself in the face. <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, Why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Frozen will be re-released next weekend as a sing-along in a thousand theaters. Uh, so are we all going? Jacob! Jacob! Would no one want to go see? <laughs> I, I would love to, but I'm sure it's not going to happen in the UK, and also that is not my vocal range. <laughs> no, mine either. Also, I'll say it, those songs were not that good. The lyrics are really kind. Of, there's a lot of lyrics in those songs where it's just kind of like uh, rhyming the same word with the same word. See, lyrics, bad lyrics are well established in, in musicals. One of my favorite terrible lyrics of all time is in one of my favorite musicals of all time, Kiss Me Kate, where they sing, quote, Where is the fun I used to find? Where has it gone? Gone with the wind. You can get away. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. That's an actual lyric. You can get away with bad lyrics if you have a really goddamn good melody. And yeah. in a good musical, you leave the theater singing the songs. Frozen, I swear to God, if you had a gun to my head, I could not repeat a single they melody. Be doing right, cause did you see how many copies that soundtrack has sold? In, uh, sold? Oh, I don't People doubt. Fucking shooting know. themselves to try to get a copy of that soundtrack. But I could um, not, I swear to God, I cannot remember a single song from that movie. One thing I did like about, like, when, when she said, when I had to build a, uh, can we build a snowman song? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I did like the fact that it's set up that you think um, that Elsa might say, like, might actually answer I do at the end of the, the, the yeah. that, that song. Because it's just the way the rhyming and everything kind of works and even like kind of think, but I like the fact that it kind of like, she doesn't, I don't know, it's kind of, you have to go see it again. And I was like, okay, that actually is the structure of that song, what it does dramatically yeah. in that scene was actually yeah. pretty good. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, Frozen, not exactly the most, yeah. I like the lyrics. I don't like the melody. Really? I thought the melodies of all those songs were blame, blame. Like even I said, rap- I can't remember. I can't remember any of the melodies. Or even the rap song that the movie starts off with, or the rap about ice. <laughs> oh God! All right, so Pixar unveiled a new quote-unquote stylized CGI unquote technology this week that would let them create CGI movies overlaid with organic hand-drawn textures. Yeah, so suck on that. Oh, Paisley, thank you. Oh, that's intense. Yeah, people at home, click the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it it looks really nice. Um, I guess this is sort of following up of 
similar thing that they were trying to do in Tangled. Well, or at least oh. I heard they were trying to do during the yeah, development. Yeah, that is the shame about what um, they were trying to do with Tangled that they never even got a chance to even pull off. Yeah, yeah. even like bolts. They wanted Bolt to look like a watercolor painting or like um, uh, like Paper Man. Like they were going for this sort of, same sort of technology. Interesting that um, yeah, Pixar totally managed to pull this off. I'm looking at their little demo now, and it's kind of astonishing. It could be I, if if everything looks just like that, it might look a little weird. I think if they if they could find a way to deform the CGI models a little bit so, yeah. like, everything isn't so perfect. Like, if they could actually land a hand-drawn... It's still... It, even with the hand-drawn textures applied to a perfect computer-generated model still looks a little weird. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. I mean, like, they do the kind of squash and stack, uh, stretch animation a little bit. But it's like that going off model is such a critical part of animation. Yeah. It, a hand-drawn animation. Being able yeah. to really deform things and kind of like that fluidity, yeah. Yeah, was, and that's, yeah. like I said, what I really did not like about Frozen was it just that feeling of stiffness and that feeling like of just holding back, like, was just pervasive for me. Yeah, I think it's. I think one of the things is when they do the rigs and everything. If they, if you do this amount of squash and stretch that they have in traditional two D, it breaks the models. Absolutely. Yeah. So they I've, just I've avoid it. Talk about that. Yeah, it's, it comes down to it. Like it's not a physical thing, but like within the computer, it is. Like because you can just can't build. You can't rig up a CGI character with tools that they have right now to the point That's where why you, could... you hand draw it, motherfuckers. So what we're saying, the best way, just like the most high-res movie imaginable is probably shot on film, probably the best-looking animated film is going to be hand-drawn and hand-painted. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. Speaking of which, Iron Giant uh, is showing in Portland this weekend. I know. I'm not going to go see it. It's actually showing right now. Oh, yeah? Actually, excuse me, in 45 minutes, it's screening at the Hollywood Theater. We know how it ends. It's not like we're missing anything. No, but it is a 35-millimeter print of the Iron Giant. Bill, don't tell me that that doesn't break your heart to know that you are not currently at a 35-millimeter print of the Iron Giant. I saw a 35-millimeter print. I was one of the 12 people who went to go see that on opening day. (laughs) I saw that and the Blair Witch Project, both on opening day. Good on you, Billy Mudd. That was a a fucked-up double feature. I'm glad I saw (laughs) it. I'm glad I saw the Blair Witch Project first so I can walk out of the theater not wishing I was totally dead. Mm. Watch Dogs for Wii U may have been canceled, as we discussed earlier. Yeah. Well, that's a great note to end the podcast. Oh, <laughs> hey, everybody. This is the Boy Hattie Podcast. We're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. BoyHattiePodcast.com. You can review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Rate us one star. Let's be honest here. Let's <laughs> just come to terms with this. Um, thanks to our special guest, Maxwell Motley, for joining Woo! us. It's my pleasure. Sorry, I didn't have that much to say. Oh, no, honestly, I am such a Grinch right now. There is, like, actually a storm cloud over my head right now. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Um, I'm in a terrible mood. The world sucks and is full of darkness. My birthday is in a week. I have an Amazon and Steam wish list. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a monster, by the way. I'm a beast. I'm a terrible person. So what you're saying, we should buy you tickets to go see I, Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. I actually probably would go see I, Frankenstein just because I really like Aaron Eckhart a lot. He's kind of hungry. How did he end up in that movie? Who did he hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Even though actually it should be I, Frankenstein's monster. Hi, bro. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I'm that asshole. Hey guys, we're done. I'm gonna go lay face down between two flashes. Pull up in a monster automobile gangster with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in a tanga, color a Willy Wonka. You could be the king, but watch the queen come. Okay, first things first, I'll eat your brain. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fame. Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do. He a dresser from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster just a be heel, that's the monster show. Young money is the roster and a monster crow. And I'm pull up, pull up, pull up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't know this cause my money ain't. Let me get this straight, wait, I'm the rookie. But my features and my show is ten times your pay. The DK for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my money's so tall that my Barbie's gotta claim it. Hotter than the Middle East and climb it. Find it, 20 my Tyrone, dirty wine it. Wine it, Nikki on the pit is